Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on Casual Conversations, where we hope that you can attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum. I am Scott Wade, your host for Casual Conversations, and I'm an evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene, and I'm so glad that we have another evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene with us today, Reverend Carla Pollard. It was great to meet you at that evangelist uh, retreat up there in Michigan and to hear your story. Um, You're not from Michigan, though, right? Where are you from? No, I'm from Virginia. I live in central Virginia, a little um, county, well, it's not so little, called Chesterfield. It's right outside of Richmond, Virginia. Okay. I was raised here, grew up here. Now I serve here. You have family in that area? You you were raised up there? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I have family. We have children and grandchildren and some great-grandchildren. They all live in the area. Some live right here in Chesterfield, but others are scattered at different counties around Virginia, but we're all in Virginia. Well, uh, tell us a little bit, Carla, about uh, your faith journey, how you came to know the Lord, and then how you ended up where you are as an evangelist. Okay. Well, I, um, I grew up in a dysfunctional household, so I left home pretty early. I left home at 17 years old, and I married young. Um, my boyfriend at the time, we were married when I turned 18, and um, then we had our son at 20. Um, From that time on, my life for the next five years after I had my son was rough. It was rough. I won't go into details. Things that are forgiven, sometimes you don't want to bring them back up. But I will say this. um, My life at the time that I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, I had hit rock bottom. I was in a place where our marriage was falling apart. I had a young son who depended upon me to look after his needs, and I was young. I was still young. So I had a friend that I grew up with in school, and we separated when we became adults and when I left home, but um, some reason, my phone rang one evening, and I picked up the phone, and it was her, and uh, she started telling me how her and her husband had come to this small church and that God was doing wonderful things in her life, that she had given her life to Christ. I mean, she just witnessed to me and I'm on the other end of the line. And my first question to her was, how did you find me? And she said, well, I looked for you and I found you, but I want you to come to church with us. And I said, well, I'm, I'm in no condition to go to church. I don't have clothes to wear. I, I just don't know. And she said, it doesn't matter. You just come. I said, I don't even have transportation. And she said, me and my husband will come and pick you up. And she did. And that Wednesday, two days after our phone conversation, they pulled up outside my home. I went out and went to church, me and my son. And uh, the preacher preached a powerful message. I can't tell you what the message was on, but I will tell you this. The presence of God was real in that room. And I felt a warm love 
from God, a love that I don't think I've ever experienced before. And I was drawn to go to that altar. And I wept before him because I was in a place where I needed something outside myself to help me. I couldn't pull myself up by my bootstraps. I needed Jesus. And that church, that small church, and I love small churches for this very reason. The, the whole church came forward, surrounded me and prayed for me as I prayed with that pastor to receive the Lord as my savior and ask him to forgive me and just help me to live for him. And I meant it and God meant it for me. That in itself is a story of God's prevenient grace in our lives, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the fact that she hunted me down to bring me that message of hope at the precise moment in my life where I needed the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am so thankful for that. That was back in 1984. And yes, I'm dating myself. Thank God it could have been a whole lot different. I couldn't, it could have been that I would not even be here at this time in my life, but praise God, I am here and praise God, I have more life that I've lived in Christ than without him. And I'm thankful for that, Scott. Amen. Well, so you came to know the Lord in that church. And then uh, as you uh, grew in your faith, grew in the Lord, God began to speak to you, I'm assuming, and drew you into a life calling. Tell us about that. Well, early on, a very dear saint of God, she came to me and she said, it was right after my baptism. She came up right after my baptism and she said, Carla, I'm going to give you two pieces of advice. She said, first, I have this, I've written this out for you. And it was a hymn. It was victory in Jesus. She said, learn the old hymns. The words have such depth. And here's the first one I want you to learn, victory in Jesus. And then she said this. She said, get in Sunday school because Sunday school is where you're going to learn the word of God for yourself. You can ask questions and you can dig deeper. Get in Sunday school. So I did. I listened to her and I fell in love with Sunday school. But God put such a drive and a hunger in my heart for his word. I love his word. That's how he speaks to me. Somebody wrote a book once, uh, the five language, five love languages, you know, talking about how relationships work and what speaks to people. How do you love this person? And what's the way that they feel loved? And I took that test, me and my husband did it, and come to find out my love language is words, words of affirmation. So here I am understanding now, well, this is why the word of God feeds me so well, because I hear his love to me through his word. So through that hunger of this word, I realized that he has called me to teach this word, to share it with other people so that they too can fall in love with him through his word and by his spirit. So he called me early on. I just didn't know what it was going to look like. So I just began to serve where I was. 
back about five years ago, knowing that he's called me to this, knowing that um, my ministry is to help others fall in love with Jesus and dive into his word. I was sitting in a church service at the Nazarene church where I was a member. And the preacher was preaching on the body of Christ. And he was preaching about how God calls the body of Christ and how we all work together on mission for him when we accept what he has called us to do. And it felt like the finger of God touched my heart. And he said, now is the time for you to step forward and accept your calling as pastor and preacher of my gospel. And that's what I did. You have such a passion to connect people with the word and through the word to connect them, of course, to God. And and uh, you mentioned that in, in your calling. And I think God has recently been shaping that or refining that call. And specifically, I met you at an evangelist gathering. So was there something that led you to attend that gathering coming from a church staff and then saying, there's God wants me to do more here? Yes. Yeah. So early on, when I went to my pastor to talk about my calling as a pastor or elder to, to go through that preaching license in the Nazarene church, I mentioned, you know, I feel like maybe I should be going around, you know, to different churches. And it broke way to the district superintendent calling me to fill in for pulpit supply, which I found so joyful so joyful just to drive to the church, to go in, to meet the people and to share what the Lord had laid on my heart for them, because I pray for the person that's going to be there. So early on, I started talking about this. I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't even know there was a evangelist track in the Church of the Nazarene for quite some time. But I was at a district assembly meeting and um, Pastor Ken Dove was preaching and he was talking about evangelists and he mentioned how he was moving into a new role with the church of the Nazarene for evangelism for evangelists. And so I went to him, I, I made a track right to him after he finished his message. And I said, you know what? I think I might be called to be an evangelist. And he said, well, that's great. I will help you. I will work with you, he said, and um, we are having a retreat in Michigan. It's coming up in August, and I think maybe you should come, and so I, I pursued it, and so it even worked out that I was able to come at uh, no cost to me to stay at the retreat center, and what a blessing that was. All I needed to do was pay my airfare while I was there. The peace of God ruled my heart and spirit. I slept better there than I did in my own home. That is wonderful. I think uh, I experienced not exactly the same, but a very similar invitation the year before. And that's why I'm sitting where I am right now. And Well, it is in the heart of Jesus to go. And, and you testified to that, how you felt you needed to go and share this word and, and how much joy you feel at the, at the moment when you can meet new people and, and share the word of God. And so of course at Christmas time, we think about how Jesus came, Jesus left heaven and came here um, so that we could know God and we could know the word who 
became flesh. And so it's Christmas time. And uh, I want to just uh, to wish you a, a Merry Christmas and our listeners as well. And, and uh, before we go to break, just a, a simple, simple question. What do you like about Christmas? I love the lights. I love the meaning behind it. And I love the gatherings and the hospitality and the carols. I just love all about Christmas. And I even love the snow. It's just a beautiful time of year. Hi, this is Amy. We at Momentum Ministries wish you a very Merry Christmas. Are you looking for a Christmas gift that will be enjoyed every day, all year long, and help you or a friend attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum? Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org and order a copy of The Climb, a daily devotional created to help you engage with the Word of God daily. Order today to receive in time for Christmas. Hey, Carla, I am so excited that you're on here at Christmas time. And uh, at Christmas time, we think about the presents with the P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. But you, in your excitement, are going to tell us, I think, about the presence of God, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. -E. I'm not sure what you're going to have to share. When I asked you about uh, what your favorite Christmas present was, you said, well, I really have a favorite Christmas that I want to tell the people about. And so tell us, if you would, about your favorite Christmas. Well, I was six years old and it had been a good year. As I mentioned earlier, um, we had our problems in our family, but that was a good year. And my father had steady work. He worked construction work. He was a steel worker. And so times were good. We weren't upper middle class. We were probably lower to the lower end of that spectrum, but I never felt poor or needy. We always had what we need, but there were skinny times. But this Christmas wasn't like that. And my father had a good year for work and um, reflecting back on that time, I believe that he had better finances for that Christmas. Well, it was Christmas Eve and my parents put us to bed. I had two older brothers. One was 13, the other was nine, and I was six. And they put us to bed, they sent us to bed. And it wasn't long, we hadn't been sleeping long. When my father came upstairs and he woke us up in the middle of the night. And I knew it was the middle of the night because it was still dark outside my window. And I said, is it Christmas morning? He said, no, no, I want you to come downstairs. I want y'all to come downstairs. So he woke us all up and all three of us rushed down the steps. And it was a wonderful, abundant Christmas. I had like my section of the living room with all of these toys and presents. And each of my brothers had theirs. And it, he wanted us to open them. And I found out later that it was after midnight, but he had called us down there to celebrate Christmas before the sun had ever come up. It was technically Christmas day, but for us, it was the middle of the night. And so we, we, I got a little player piano and a Barbie doll and my brother received 
a buckskin jacket with the fringes on it like Daniel Boone. And I believe I saw a raccoon hat in there somewhere. And some of G.I. Joe was big then. And my older brother, he got a BB gun and a guitar. And we were just so happy and thrilled with that Christmas. I have a picture of myself sitting at that little piano with a Barbie doll in my hand with a big smile on my face on my desk right now because it was such a joy. And I believe my father had such a good year and that he was able to buy us so many things that he had not been able to before. And he just couldn't wait for us to come downstairs. And he wanted to enter into the joy of just giving to his children and watch us enjoy the blessings of his labors for us. And it was, it was glorious. And it was the best Christmas I ever had. I think there's a lot to learn from what you just said. And uh, our listeners probably are, are already processing that about our Heavenly Father. But if I were to ask you to, uh, to preach a sermon in a sack, that's what I do at Christmas time on Casual Conversations, and tell me about your gift or, in your case, your favorite Christmas. And then um, what lessons can we learn or what spiritual application can we make from that? So would you share maybe a couple thoughts that you might have? Yes, I'd be glad to. As I look back over this Christmas, I thought about how our Heavenly Father, it's a verse in James where it says, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes down from our Father in heaven. And my father was sharing good gifts with us that Christmas day. But our heavenly father shared the best gift for us when he sent his son into the world for you and me. The greatest gift, the unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. And my father delighted in seeing us open those gifts. And our father, our heavenly father delights when we recognize our gifts as his children and we begin to use them for his glory. And as I reflect on this Christmas from so many years ago and in light of the unspeakable gift of Jesus and the great calling we have to go and share him with the world, with our families, with our neighbors, with our communities, in our churches, and beyond. I cannot help but think of the wonderful joy the Father takes when we go out and work in his kingdom. And I, I was overwhelmed with like this childlike faith and this joy when I reflected on that Christmas so long ago. And I can almost hear Jesus speaking in my heart those encouraging words that he has for us as his children. And he said it in Luke chapter 12. He said, fear not, little flock. And we can look around at the circumstances in our life and, and be discouraged and maybe even have anxiety and fear. But our Jesus said, fear not, little flock. 
for it is your father's good pleasure, his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So when we labor for him on purpose with the calling he's given us, the father takes great joy in advancing his kingdom through us. What a marvelous Christmas gift God has blessed us with. Would you mind leading us in a prayer this Christmas season? I'd be honored to. Thank you, Scott. Father, I just thank you for the unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. That he willingly came and gave himself for us. Despising the shame of the cross, he looked forward to the joy that was beyond it. And I believe with all of my heart, that the joy he saw was his children coming to him, were the souls that would come because of the sacrifice he made. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of Jesus. And we thank you for the salvation that we have through him. And we thank you for this calling to go and tell the world that you loved us so much. You sent your only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have eternal life. Help us to shine brightly against the dark backdrop of the evil that desires to prevail and help us to shine your light to dispel that darkness by your grace and through your love. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Reverend Pollard. I do appreciate you being on Casual Conversations to share with me and with our listeners as well. God bless you. Thank you. And I want to thank our listeners, too, for tuning in and uh, listening to this conversation. Encourage you to uh, listen to the next episode. We'll have another evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene on with us. Reverend Dave Tran will be sharing with us. And so uh, uh, join us uh, next Tuesday or next time that you're, you're able to uh, tune into Casual Conversations. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries, with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you, and have a great day.